0: And welcome back to American Latin Nostalgia Podcast, Episode 3. This is a podcast where we examine American and Latino nostalgia from a very unique and cute point of view. My name is Cameron, and today we're going to be talking about a very specific and sometimes dark type of commercial. During the late 80s and early 90s, we had an influx of these particular types of commercials that if you remember, you were alive back then were either pretty weird or pretty scary. If they were in Spanish, then it's a very good chance that they were really scary. And oh, we'll get into that. Did you guess yet? Give up? If the title to this episode didn't give it away, we're gonna be talking about the Public Service Announcement, or PSAs. I guess they just wanted us to forget that 20 years earlier, they had the Flintstones promoting and selling Winston cigarettes to their audiences, which included kids. But suddenly, you wanna get kids not to smoke, right? Growing up in Southern California, we got to see a lot of PSAs, both in English and in Spanish. And we started seeing a lot of these during Ronald Reagan's second presidential term, and mainly to support his wife Nancy's Just Say No campaign. And the Just Say No campaign was this trendy campaign that instructed people not to do drugs because they're bad. But for the life of me, I can't recall what it did to address poverty and classism, racism and other things that helped people do drugs in the first place. Either way, this thing was everywhere, shirts, stickers, school curriculum, and it even made its way onto TV episodes of popular shows like Different Strokes and a Flintstones Kids episode with an animated Michael Jackson singing a drug-free version of Beat It. If you couldn't tell, that really wasn't Michael Jackson, but they still had to get permission from Michael Jackson to use the song. And they even had Latoya Jackson singing a song called Just Say No on the episode. So you know it's a big campaign when you got the ears of the King of Pop, the biggest superstar in the entire world up to that point, and his sister. Where I remember the Just Say No campaign more clearly is a show called Punky Brewster. And Punky Brewster is a show about an old photographer man who gets finessed into sharing his home by a homeless girl and her dog, who are probably both colorblind. She dresses in mismatched colors and everyone thought it was cute, but maybe she just couldn't tell the colors apart. Anyway, the eighth episode in season two is called Just Say No, and it deals with Punky and her friend Cherry, who would later go on to be Maxine in Family Matters, and they're wanting to fit in, but ultimately refuse drugs from a group of annoying valley girls called the Chicklets. I remember sitting there watching this, and then breaking the fourth wall showing Soleil Moonfry, who played Punky Rooster, leading a march for the Just Say No campaign on the arms of some r- random martial arts dude. Also, Nancy Reagan made sure to appear in every one of these shows, and she was everywhere. So much so that in elementary school, I went on a field trip and she actually talked to us about drugs. If you're a big hip hop fan, you might remember that Just Say No was responsible for one of the hardest tracks to ever drop. Ever. A little rap by the Los Angeles Lakers called What? Just Say No. Check it. I'm AC playing with the word. Can't yeah, win the game with your vision blurred. Train your child the way to go, and when the drug man comes, he'll say no. Just say no. Just say no to drugs. Just say no. Just say no to drugs. Just say no. You get it. You can almost see them with their big sunglasses crossing their arms and leaning to the side as they rap. The dude you just heard was AC Green, power forward for the Los Angeles Lakers, who I also met in an elementary school field trip, and who would go on to date one of my ex-girlfriend's aunts who was a beauty queen. What a small world. Anyway, the Just Say No campaign was one of the main reasons anti-drug PSAs were so prevalent in the 80s and 90s. I'm sure we're all familiar with the obvious PSAs, like, this is your brain on drugs. Or the, I learned it from watching you, alright? And the lady who smokes a cigarette from her throat hole. However, the 80s brought upon so many different kinds of PSAs. The majority for drugs and alcohol, of course, but some other creepy ones that we haven't seemed to have seen on TV since. We used to have full-on, poorly animated commercials for Smokey the Bear telling us that only we could prevent forest fires, and Woody the Owl telling us to give a hoot and not pollute. I also remember a couple of PSAs by a little actress called Tiffany Brissett, who, as some of you may know, was the main character of a show called Small Wonder. She played Vicky the Robot. And in this PSAs, she would speak about not making fun of the way people spoke, even though she spoke like a robot on the show. There were other people who had speech impediments and, and had trouble speaking, so she would urge all the people watching to not make fun of the way people spoke. And... These PSA's refer to the National Association for Hearing and Speech Action. Hi, my name is Tiffany Brissett, and even though I play a robot on Small Wonder, I have real feelings. So do the 21 million Americans who have trouble hearing. They don't like it when others shout at them or overly exaggerate their speech. Too much background noise makes it harder for them to hear. So turn down the volume. Most of all, be yourself. Face them directly and speak clearly. They'll appreciate it and you. By far, my favorite anti drug PSA involved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it had two kids in a school. One supposed drug dealer who offers another kid pot, you know, marijuana, with an open palm in front of all the kids. And then, when the kid says he doesn't want to try it, he calls him a chicken and starts clucking like, ch- like a chicken, like in front of the like drug dealers. Don't usually do that, I don't think, when you refuse drugs, they don't start and cluck like a chicken. I mean, I don't know, but I don't think they do. So what was the response of this kid to this drug dealer dealing drugs out in the open in a crowded school that's now clucking like a chicken? Well, the best response you can ever give to someone when they call you a chicken. He says, I'm not a chicken, you're a turkey, and he slams his locker like a badass and shoves the drug dealer and just walks away, leaving the drug dealer looking down and stupid. And then it ends with Donatello saying drug dealers are dorks! Don't even talk to them! I'm pretty sure the Turtles are responsible for Jay-Z getting off the street and focusing more on his music. And now look at him. Now, I love this PSA because of the kid's awesome comeback. But unfortunately nobody's ever called me a chicken. And it's been years. And I've always wanted to use that comeback but it hasn't happened yet. But I still have hope. I mentioned scary PSAs before and two come to mind real quick. One of them was a PSA from the early '90s um, that I saw that had a ventriloquist dummy on a bed, and I don't remember what the PSA was for. I just remember watching that PSA about two times and being scared out of my mind. So whenever it would come out, I'd be watching cartoons, and then it would come on, and I'd run out of the room really quick because I did not want to see it because it was so scary. It was a ventriloquist dummy and the guy would say something and then at the end they would come back to the ventriloquist dummy who had fallen off the bed and then he would like wink at you just by by himself and that was the scariest one of the scariest things i'd seen up until that point so every time it would come on i would run out of the run out of the room really quick and wait until that thing was over cuz that was scary the second scariest psa involved bugs bunny and A pot of boiling water up until recently i thought i was the only one that was terrified by this commercial but seeing youtube comments and comments on other websites show me that they really traumatized a lot of kids with this psa and it was for the Shriners hospital for crippled children okay and it involved bugs bunny in a kitchen and he would tell you about the dangers of the kitchen such as a cookie jar being too close to the stove or a cord being undone and then it would suddenly turn into uh, a cobra and all these things would animate after to show you how dangerous it was and then the last thing was the scariest one it was a a boiling pot of water with the handle turned outward so the thing was like don't let this happen because the kids could get scalded and disfigured horribly if there is a, a pot of hot water and this thing would be like blue and then they would go red And pop out at you and start talking in a real evil voice. And Mel Blanc did all these voices for all these things. But I just remember watching that and being so scared of that stupid pot of hot water that would be mean all of a sudden. And at the end, he just goes back with a little happy face like, oh, okay, let me just turn around. It was so weird, but so scary. And I'm glad to know that there's a lot of people that were scared by this stupid PSA. So I guess the makers of these PSAs thought, if we can't get these kids with comedy, we'll traumatize them into submission. And... that they did. By itself, it's harmless, but filled with scalding hot water. I just wait for a child to grab my handle then. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, a really bad brain. So to stay out of hot water, keep those hot handles turned in. In the 80s, cocaine was considered a glamour drug, and would be seen at nightclubs and Wall Street. So you would think that there would be PSAs to combat this. But as it happens, there were way more PSAs telling you to stop doing crack instead of cocaine. Now, crack is cocaine in rock form, and it's smoked. And it was known to be found mostly in lower-income neighborhoods, so, of course, let's stigmatize crack. But cocaine, we're just gonna be like, hmm. So this anti-crack movement uh, led by Reagan's War on Drugs, had PSAs with the most unconventional guests on the PSAs. So people like Bette Midler and Clint Eastwood telling you not to do crack. But I think the strangest one is Pee Wee Herman. The guy who would be in a house with a talking chair and talking food in the refrigerator and little dinosaurs, parting with a robot and cowboy Lawrence Fishburne and his secret word. <laughs> telling you not to do crack because it's dangerous. It just seemed very strange to see him in that light. And then if that didn't work, you had one with Mike Tyson who terrified you into quitting crack so you can live. That's right, say no to crack so you can live. Be a winner, stay off crack. This formula of having unconventional celebrities telling you to do things or not do things turned out to be, I guess, pretty successful because In Mexico, they started to take note and did the same thing. On my many trips to Mexico during this time, I started seeing that they had their own PSAs over there. And every kid who grew up in Southern California or visited Mexico in the late 80s and early 90s will recognize this sound instantly. Ready? Of course, both the US and Mexico knew that to be successful, a PSA needed to have a cool celebrity No matter how weird the placement or how strange it would be hearing them talk about drugs or being molested by older relatives. You know. So let's talk about ojo. Mucho ojo. Which translates into kind of like keep an eye out. And the setup to these PSAs was always the same. So it was a kid in a precarious situation where usually an adult would whisper to them to like go somewhere or go do something. And then the celebrity would break the fourth wall and talk to the kid in audience. And then suddenly, the kid tells the person to go F themselves. Then the celebrity smiles and cheers cheers at them, saying what a great job they did. And then asks the viewer to keep an eye out too. So I like watching the ones with uh, Mexican screen legend Chabelo, where he's talking to you about drugs with his little voice. He talks like this. ¿Qué onda, cuatel? Even though I think in the '80s he was actually like 80 or I don't know, now he's probably like 144 years old. He's had this little kid gimmick for forever since probably before the invention of cinema. Anyway, so he'd be talking to you about not doing drugs and and being safe. I no gusta escondida, así que ya deja de Así se Tú vales mucho y mereces respeto. And a lot of these Ojo Mucho Ojo PSAs would have uh, pop stars and like famous actors and actresses um, trying to do a service, right? But then every now and then you'd have people like Chavelo or like El Chavo en La Chilindrina who you would normally see as like a comedic Comedic people on TV that would make you laugh, and then suddenly they would get all serious and talk to you about drugs. You should stay away from drugs and stay away from people who might want to do bad things to you. So it was strange. Just like Pee Wee Herman, we had Chavelo and El Chavo telling you to not do things. A poco no he sido siempre muy buena contigo. Sí. Te ha ayudado en tus tareas, verdad? Mm-hmm. Yo, this thirsty old broad, like in her 60s, is sitting here rubbing this little kid's shoulders, possibly her grandson, talking about, you owe me, you owe me a favor, trying to get him to do something sus. No. Nasty pervert. Thank goodness Pedrito Fernandez was there to tell the kid to run away. There are several of these PSAs talking about abuse or implied abuse, and some even with family members, which I guess was big enough of a problem where they needed to make PSAs about it. It sucks, but at least the kids knew what to do. As many PSAs as I saw, both in English and in Spanish, there was a time in my life where I guess I just wasn't smart enough. So what had happened was, I was at a high school watching a baseball game, and I forget how old I was. Old enough to know better, though, maybe about eight. And this old man started talking to me. He was being very friendly with me, and I was there by myself for some reason. I don't remember why. And then he decided he was going to buy me some candy or some sunflower seeds, and he did, and he was very nice, and we were talking, and eventually... I went home and I had these sunflower seeds with me and my mom's like, Where did you get those? And I said, Oh, this (laughs) this nice old man bought them for me. He was really nice And then she got mad at me. She's like Don't you know, don't take things from strangers, da 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 -da." It was in Mexican, so I had a lot more curse words. And my little sister, this Judas Priest traitor. She was there and she's like, Yeah, don't you remember Ojo Mucho Ojo? And I was like, Damn I'm going to remember this and push her face extra hard into the birthday cake. Mucho ojo, eh? Back here in the States, we started seeing PSAs in the Spanish-speaking stations also. However, where most of the American English-speaking PSAs were for the most part lighthearted, with like Ninja Turtles and and Mr. Belvedere and Talking Owls, the Spanish PSAs were always grim and dark. Ever since I can remember, Spanish speaking stations and the news in particular like to keep their audiences petrified and scared. To this day. To this day! When you see preview commercials for the news segments at night, it's always something bad, something exaggerated. It's the same formula it's always been, because I remember being younger and just watching something and then the commercial would pop up. A LAS ONCE! Usted podía ser deportado. And then cut back to whatever they were watching. I'm not sure if this is a cool trick to keep their audiences engaged and make them them watch the news, make them stay up and watch the news. But, you know, once the news does start, it's story after story about robberies and people being shot. Government immigration policies. More people being shot. And then some cool shots of, like, scantily clad women doing weather. And then back to... uh, stories about a child dying, and then sports, and then a story about new data showing that the big earthquake is going to happen very soon and how you should be prepared. These tactics led to shows in the early 90s like Ocurrió Así or Primer Impacto, whose sole mission seemed to be to entice the viewers either with fear or with naughty stuff, all the while disguising itself as a news program. Especially a show like Primer Impacto or First Impact, which is still on today. They love to use and sensationalize stories from around the world and then scare American audiences. These shows are almost like tabloids. You can't even text your friends without your mom yelling at you because she saw a story about a boy in Venezuela who got cancer from using a cell phone supposedly and so now she's scared that you're gonna get cancer too. Stuff like that. Just now I typed in Primer Impacto on YouTube and the very first story is about a girl whose hair got caught at a water park filter and she died. So, people watch this, and what ends up happening is anytime you want to go to a water park, like, (gasps) mijo, remember, a girl died like that. Are you sure you want to go? Be careful. Be careful. In short, this continued traumatic conditioning of American audiences through Spanish-speaking shows and news might explain why the PSAs in Spanish were so grim and not funny. For example... I remember being about 7 years old and watching this commercial where it was this uh, fetus inside of the mom's stomach, and uh, I believe it was an anti-smoking PSA. I I was 7, I don't know, I I wasn't paying too much attention. All I remember was it was a baby there, and then at the end, the baby would go, Mommy, no! Like, what the heck, dude? I'm 7 years old, sitting there. Wondering what happened to the baby and why is the baby crying or dead? And is the baby in my aunt's tummy gonna die like that? Some parents probably hated those commercials too because then they had to answer questions to kids that weren't ready to talk about babies and however that works. There was also a couple of PSAs on drunk driving and I remember one in particular that was very scary. I'd be watching TV with my parents and then this commercial would come on with these three guys going out of a bar or something. And they're drunk and they're hooting and hollering and getting inside the car. And they're horsing around and then started making noise like this. "Ah, ah, ah," Like playing. And then the next thing you know, the camera's like swishing. And you just hear, you just see a bunch of sirens. And you start hearing the sirens. And you see the guy's hand. Just like a shot of the guy's hand on on the floor because he had crashed. And I'm pretty sure that was blood. And I can't remember 100%. If that's a Mandela effect or not. I kinda remember blood, but for sure the other stuff was in there. And it just kinda fades out. And that's it. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Again, I'm like seven years old watching this with my parents and I'm like, did I did I just see these guys die? And then the the combination of, of the sounds they were making was so loud, like ah, 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 and then like just hearing the sirens and then just seeing them just be quiet and disappear. Traumatizing. And you know, I've tried to look for this commercial for years and I, and I can't find it. But I know that they made a similar one that was less graphic. But I can't find this original one. And I, I need it. I need it for closure. You remember how the English channels had those adorable crash test dummies? Which were also a lot of PSAs on buckling up and like driving drunk. And they were so silly. They would crash and then they would still be okay. Yeah, in Spanish we had body parts. And, and, and real people dying with... With sirens and commercials fading out in and, and tragedies. I might need therapy. We don't see as many PSAs today. You have your local PSA sometimes. Or you have the more you know PSAs. For the most part they moved online or to daytime television. Like when you're watching Maury and you're waiting for the DNA test to come out. But then you gotta sit through a commercial about how important it is to reach your kids. <laughs> oh the irony. And I think PSAs... Only work when they're dealing or talking about a root issue and not when they're trying to put a bandaid on the consequences of a root issue. Like, hey, don't buy guns. Don't use guns. And then that's it. Or kind of like telling women they need to get off their butts and not be afraid to do some hard work. So yeah, they kind of just don't hit the same if it's not addressing the actual problem. And now it's time for a random pop culture fact. One time, Razor Ramon went on the Jerry Springer show and he gave away his intercontinental title to two kids that had cancer. Those two kids are still with us today, cancer-free. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Thanks for listening to American Latin Nostalgia. Please follow and subscribe and you can now reach us on Instagram. Follow us at a.l.pod That sound funny? A.l.pod We post pictures and memes and previews of upcoming shows and it's really cute so go give us a follow do you remember these PSAs are there some that traumatized you should we talk about some more PSAs later leave a comment let us know or 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 send a DM I'll see you next time